This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Fantasy Sports Corp Network. Show with the pro and the caddy where all we do is fucking win. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name's Eric. I'm just the host. Sorry, boys. I'm just looking at the results here. It seems that Victor Hovland won the event. Uh, I know I heard one of you guys tell me that was going to happen. For the Both third of week us. in a row. Yeah. I mean. Back-to-back winners two weeks in a row for the tour. That hasn't happened all year. Not. Right. Yeah. I mean, Adam's Adam's streaking, man. That's three in a row for him. You know, I got, I got back-to-back, but. You know, and Adam's been on a, on a roll here. I got back to back tour championship picks with strokes and without strokes. Yeah, that was wow. last year and this year. So two I'm, I'm about two guys gapping the field. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. Like it, seven strokes. I mean, it didn't I mean, matter if they gave it. strokes or not; they gapped the field. Yeah, it was wild. Like the fact that the fact that I mean, even when with our starting strokes and everything, that we're looking at. 27 under as the winner and then second place is 22 under and then you go to you go all the way down to 16 and then it really falls from there to 14 and 13 and then 11 and then you're all like 10 or 10 under or worse and it's like whoo um but there's some crazy say i was looking at i was just looking at some numbers before they before this all started and uh it you know hovland victor hovland he ranked he ranked uh, number one, obviously in like the least amount of birdies. Did you look to see how many or not birdies bogeys? Did you see how many bogeys he had? It was like ten point three or something. Just like he had no bogeys. He had bogeys. Oh. He had for the entire for the entire tournament no. tour championship. He had two bogeys wow. in four rounds. Two. Okay, the next guy, the next guy, next guy closest to him. All right, was Sam Burns with four. Then Morikawa had five, and Xander had six. Now, six bogeys for Xander, right? Like, and you saw what he did. And Hovland Hovland wins the thing, and he didn't even finish as the top birdie maker. He only had he had he only had twenty one birdies, right? Which is five and a quarter per round birdies. It's pretty damn good. Um, Xander, like sixty. Was what was that picture I sent? Sixty four under for the playoffs. Stupid. <laughs> Xander Xander had Xander had twenty five birdies in four rounds for six and a quarter per round. Like that's that's unheard of. And this is this is I know it's not like the hardest course in the world, right? But it's a challenging course. It's a tour championship. You're playing for eighteen million dollars, and you're just out there rolling out twenty five birdies, twenty one birdies, and you're just Crazy. I don't know. Like I, I just it'll that, be different next year. Cause they're blowing up the course. Like, did you see the aerial of the range where they were hitting? Like on Sunday, it was completely dead already. Cause they'd already gassed it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'm excited. I mean, the, I think they understand they need to do some changes and they need, this is probably a course that once you say is going to get a number of changes moving forward as things continue, as long as they continue to have the tour championship. Yeah. There. I think it's going to be a completely different course next year. Yeah. And I think, I think that's probably, 
if they want to continue to have it, they probably have to continue to change things as the game evolves, looking at those types of things, just because they want to make sure that it's the most competitive field out there. Right. So it's, it's interesting, you know, and I mean, are they going to get the speech like Aaron Hills got like, Hey, that was too easy. You guys need to make this course a little more difficult. No, because I don't think that that's like, I don't, I don't know that they're trying to, they're looking to make it more difficult. I think they just want to make sure that it's as competitive as possible. Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, it's like they haven't done major renovations, so it plays like an old course, which these guys just dominate. Right. But supposedly this guy that's redone, it's like the new hot guy. And so it's going to be completely different. Um, layout um, and design. Yeah, I haven't looked too much in in anything uh, about that. As far I knew that like it was going to be redone and all that, but I haven't looked at any details. Are there really any details about what they're trying to do, or is mm-hmm. this like hush hush? Doesn't say. Yeah, figures. Does the members want to hit the reset button on their historic course and return to pre World War II versions of the architecture? So restoring it back to the original Tom Bendeloo design who is like done a ton of golf courses in our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be pretty cool. A lot of pre, you know, early 1900s courses were Bendeloo courses. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's exciting though. I I'm, I'm all, I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys that it's Andrew Green's, change. Andrew so. Green's the one that's doing it. So he's the guy that just did, well, they say Oak Hill, I think. So, where we had the PGA. So, mm-hmm. look for tall grass, nasty stuff. Um, I that like that old historic look that everybody's going back to. Less trees, more difficult bunkering. Pro- I wouldn't think they could lengthen it because they're like stuck in an area. Mm-hmm. It's not like Augusta where they can just go buy, you know, get a golf course next door. Yeah, so there's going to be quite a bit of creativity, right? Because I mean, that's that's the, yeah. been the solution the last ten years for a lot of golf courses is, well, we just need to make it longer. Well, now they're all finding out that's not the case because these guys mm-hmm. have just been keeping a little bit in the bag, and like now when they have to let it out, doesn't matter. Shake the driver out of their hands and make the greens way more severe. I mean, yeah, I haven't played many Bendaloo courses that weren't had severe, didn't have severe greens, so that's going to be challenging. <laughs> Now, when you speak of severe greens, what are what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Like four or five tilts, like a lot of lot of undulation, sloping back to front or front to back, left to right, not these tabletops they're basically putting on now. Mm-hmm. Are are you talking like more like greens in the studio? They're not so tiered, like you know, are you like talking Nick- like quadrants type thing or just Uh, making them uneven and yeah making them very difficult to putt like nicholas greens are like quadrants where yeah like our court the course i'm at butte country club is a bendaloo course and it's like there's no quadrants it's like just slope everywhere so when the greens are 12 there's very few pin placements you can use but um i mean they'll make they'll design the course around where they want to put pins for the tour championship they start with where they want the pin. Yeah, when they do green contouring now, a lot of times when they're going to host majors, they'll basically figure out where they want to put pins based on what the course design is. And then 
work out from there. So there'll be flatter areas where the pins are. It'll just be, if you miss a 20 footer is not going to be straight. It's going to break in two, three feet. Yeah. Which will be cool. See the video of that little kid who hit a putt at the putt putt course and it lipped out and he said, what the fuck? He's like four <laughs> and he's already wiser than half of us. He yeah, learned a lot about life in that moment. I had a friend of mine send me that and uh, <laughs> I, I I giggled because I was like, I sent back to him. I said, that's my son. Because <laughs> that's that's just how my son gets. He doesn't swear like that or whatever, but that's that's how he gets when uh, his things don't go his way when he when he's when he's playing golf. He's very easily frustrated. Um, but <laughs> you'll have that. So it says that the redesign is going to be using previously unknown photographs and design inspiration. So probably, a, probably a lot of Bobby Jones stuff that unreleased singles, probably a lot of Bobby Jones stuff that he, you know, thought of when he was there. So that'll be pretty sick. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that, that, you know, I mean, you're talking almost a hundred years, right? Yeah. And like, whatever, right. From things, things being originated type thing. And you want to start bringing that stuff back into the present golf when it's never been more popular. Yeah. It, I, I kind of like that. 1908. Well, we could just do the same with architecture and stop making Jiffy Lubes and McDonald's and Everything else looked the exact same gray box. No kidding. Yeah. I would enjoy that. And you Looking know, at, I remember Morikawa came out on fire. He shot a 61 round one and then yeah. he just fell apart. Honestly. Well, it was that it wasn't until after it wasn't until after round two because he shot a 64 in round two. 64 so round two. He's rolling, yeah. right? I mean, five, and then he, two, four, six birdies. And then I think he Victor finishes. just wore him down. He finishes 73, uh, 72. I mean, what yeah. What Victor did though, and what Xander did, like it shows right there. Like, even what Victor did compared to, you know, I mean, so what it was I forget right now. So Xander started where? Like three under? Is that right? Started at three and Victor started at eight. So it's a five. So right there, right? Like that's yeah. Next year I'm gonna my rule's gonna be strokes don't matter. They don't exist. Yeah. So I mean, but you look at like, <laughs> it didn't matter this week. Hell no. Where where things finished up, man. I mean, it's just nuts. And like the whole Rory injury with his back, that was unfortunate. It's you hate to see that because he still finishes fourth and we still hit one like 394 on one of the holes. Like it's stupid. Yeah. With a bad back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it loosened up towards the end, you could tell, but he said he's dealt with this before. So I've I mean, if you've played with injuries, like you know what your limits are. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at some of these guys were just pumped for this tournament, right? Like yeah. to come out. So like Morikawa shooting a 61, you got um, Russell Henley came out and shot a 65. Keegan Bradley shoots a 63. Adam Shank shoots a 63 on day one, right? Like um, these guys know Tyrrell Hatton shoots a 64. These guys knew coming in like right away, like I got to be aggressive and I got to be a birdie machine today. Yeah, It got away. soft too with all the, with the, rain. yeah, with the weather for sure. I thought the rain delays were going to throw Victor off and he comes out like every time from the rain delay and just buries a putt. And it's like, yeah, geez. just, I mean, he was dialed, man. He, yeah. Every rain delay. I was like, all right, here's where Xander. Yeah. It's funny. Cause most out. guys like went to the range and just warmed up. He went like completely through his practice routine, like his normal warm up. So 
it was like he was resetting every time. And every time he would putt like the same length of putt that he was going to have when he got on the green. So, I mean, he was the only one that used the, almost the rain to his advantage. And that's, that's kind of, that's, that would be my mindset. I think is just making sure that I'm coming off the course. Right. And knowing that I got to go back on, like whether it's in the middle of a round or a beginning of a round, like I'm coming off the course came, this round is over. And then treating each restart, right, as this is a yeah. new round of golf that I need to play. Um, you know, John Rahm finishes T18. You know, he he is who we thought he was. Yeah. Um, it's just Don't know it's what really happened. what a disappointing finish to the year for him. Like, even one guy we haven't even mentioned yet, too, is like the same Jordan thing. Jordan Spieth. It's, yeah, well. One over for the week. Is that good? <laughs> but then – you know, you got like Scotty, man. Did okay. So, real man. question: Did Scotty like just get fatigued? Did he just get tired and fall apart? Like, is the, I think it's so. The putting has just got him down. He's hitting it great. Yeah. He just, it's one of those things. Like I've been through it. A lot of players have been through it. Like any golfers have gone through it. Where it's just like, no matter what you do, the ball's just not going in the hole. It's just they, weird, though. Even watching him warm up, like he would make four or five three footers, and then the next one he'd hit on the heel, and it's like, it's almost like his, like his ball position or something's not right because he keeps hitting it on the heel. He's trying and trying, but it's just not working. He should rearrange his balls if they're not feeling right. Yeah. And the more you like, you know, start missing them, it's just like every time you get over that five or six footer, you're like, Jesus, it's like a ten percent make. Yeah, I thought he fixed it. You know, when he comes out and shoots a 71, you're like, we called that last yeah. week. He was not going to be the, the leader after that first round. And uh, and then, but then he comes and shoots a 65 in round two, and you're like, okay. Oh, well, here he comes. Uh, I think every player goes through. I mean, like Rory went through it. Um, Jordan's gone through it. You know, there's so many guys that like Jordan never missed when he came out from 25 feet. It was automatic. Then he couldn't make a two footer for like a year. And the same thing with Rory and they switch putters. And I think that's almost worse. Like instead of just battling through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mental. Like you're in a pretzel at that point. You got and then this he's guy like switching, running com- away, switching complete styles of putters. And it's like, dude, there's no way you could get comfortable putting going from that spider putter back to a blade and then back to the spider. I mean, if I'm Europe, I'm loving the way that Scotty's putting. And Jordan and you aren't kidding. Half of these guys. <laughs> That's like switching out quarterbacks every drive. It's not going to work. You got to get in a rhythm yeah. with this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just the European guys are, if they're not the favorites in the Ryder cup, I'm fucking shocked because I agree. I agree. Those guys 100%. are all dialed in. I don't Even understand Rob playing bad. Yeah. We're not exactly sending our best and brightest either. Yeah, when Rom is when Rom is your is when Rom is like a guy that you're worried about the most, you're in pretty good spot. Yeah. I mean, think about that. With the pick, pretty strong weak link. I think Correct. with the picks they did a good job except for the Justin Thomas, but maybe it's one of those situations where you have him there and you just bench him for the but, whole week and make him play singles. Okay. Okay. So, but we have seen before where they like pick a guy and everybody bitches. And then the guy all of a sudden, like has a breakout season the next year. Um, 
like what they picked Jordan one year, the year he was having an off year and he plays in it. And they picked P Reed one year when he was playing bad. And then he comes out and wins like two events right after. All right. But let, yeah, maybe the Ryder cup was like holding a resurgent thing. Yeah. Maybe JT was just forcing the Ryder cup too much. Maybe he comes out in a couple weeks and plays. I mean, I, I would assume he's playing, he's playing Fortnite. So he's definitely going to be, maybe it's a little relief for him. I don't know. It might be. I mean, you've got, but you look at, okay. So you look at the captain's picks, right? Brooks money, right? (laughs) Yeah. That dude's automatic. Automatic. I mean, Morikawa say what you, I know you, you have what you, you you say what you want to say about Morikawa, but like he's been pretty fucking consistent. Yeah. You know, Ricky Fowler, no brainer this year. Yeah. Great, great year. But actually Ricky's been playing good the last two years. So, well, true. I mean, true. it was a two-year cycle. True. So when okay, you look so, at the guys that didn't get picked last year, struggled. And Ricky was the only one that started oh, to pick up and pick up as we went on for two years. Yeah. Okay, so now a question for you then. Sam Burns. So so Justin Thomas. Would you rather have Justin Thomas, who who's storied, right, on the yeah. Ryder Cup and is pretty successful? Or would you ha- rather have... Or would you rather have a newbie, Sam Burns? Which one? Who are you picking between those two? I know they're both on there, but if you had to pick between the two, who are you picking? Sam Burns is like a match play guru. I mean, the dude just annihilated the match play this year. That's got to be solely the reason, right? Ran through every top player there was. Okay, so you're picking Sam Burns, right? Yeah. All right, so then Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth this year? I mean, Spieth is just good. Whoever's more fun to hang out with, I think. (laughs) I think their concern was getting too many rookies on the team because that is a thing in the Ryder Cup. President's Cup is like your trial run. And then Ryder Cup is like totally different beast. But if you got. So tell me why. Okay. So tell me then. Six or seven rookies on there. That could be a problem. Maybe. Yeah. But tell me this. Tell me this though, then. All right. Your boy. Lucas Glover. Who should he be on that list? I think he's instead of. Um, you're gonna be. Uh, I, I mean, you'll be surprised by the guy that I say. I think. you're gonna say instead of Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Because you look at Jordan. You look at Jordan's history there. Okay, let's look at his stats. Which here. matters. It, it does. Yeah. So here's Jordan Spieth. He's got four career Ryder Cup appearances. Right, fourteen, sixteen. Right 18, there, 21. I say you've had your chance to establish yourself as a guy, like a Ryder Cup guy. His Ryder Cup record is eight, seven, and three. He's three, two, and two in foursomes, five and two in four ball. So that's team stuff, right? Yeah. He's oh three and one in singles. Oh, yeah, can't have it. The problem is he gets he keeps getting matched up against the guy that's like the hottest guy in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, but I was oh, really but. shocked today when I was looking at like. Justin Thomas's stats for this year. He's got three top tens, which isn't impressive, but 10 of 20 events, he was in the top 25 and he made 14 cuts. So he missed six cuts. JT Poston missed 10. But he's cuts. shooting 80s. He's shooting yeah, 80s when he misses those cuts. I mean, if you're comparing apples to apples, him and JT Poston have basically the same money. JT's got Poston has a top three, seven top tens, but 13 top 25s, but he's missed the cut in 10 events. Okay, well, but JT Poston's not being considered for the Ryder Cup. And Glover, two wins, five top fives, 
uh, our top tens, eight top twenty fives, but his five top five top tens were the last five events. So that's <laughs> so that's a thing. I don't, and you know someone brought that up to my attention today too when I was talking. Because I always try to talk to people, you know, that in my circle or whatever before we go on shows every week, just to kind of get a get a glimpse of what other people are thinking. And there's like. Yeah, but yeah, Glover was really hot towards the end of the season. That's why everybody thought, yeah. oh, yeah, he's great. He's good. He's good. But then he did fizzle out here at the tour championship. Yeah, so, he was tired. Right. I think so, too. And like, I mean, there's a, that's very heavy weight to bear when you're just rolling like that. And you're expected to continue as the fields get tougher. Yeah. And you're expected to continue to do the same thing. I mean, it's there's like, what, well, 42 events for the year. So basically 30 something regular season. And he played 28. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of starts posting 29. I did hear him say Sung JM only missed like two events the whole year. That's nuts. Said he doesn't like to miss a week and he didn't have he a likes home. money. He didn't have an actual house until last year. He was just trapped living he just on the road. He played every week. Yeah, he just played every he played all like 42 events or something. Wow. That's fantastic. But so I mean, that would have been a great documentary. I guess the argument for you know, against Lucas Glover and JT Poston and some of those guys would be, I just pulled up Bo Hostler's. He has almost similar stats to JT Poston and Lucas Glover without the wins, which is mind boggling. Who? I'm uh, sorry. Who? Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler. 29 events, 20 cuts, missed nine cuts, 11 top 25s, three top 10s, a third, 2.4 mil. That's a pretty solid season. Yeah. Okay. I got another name to throw out there for you. Keegan Bradley. Yeah, I know. So he's got bleeds America. He played in 23, 23 events. He's got two wins, one runner up six top tens, 10 top 25s made 18 cuts. Yeah. Only missed five. Made $8.9 million this year. So let's just say Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon don't win majors. They're off the team, and now Lucas Glover's in, and probably Keegan Bradley. So, question. I mean, the only reason Here's those two the, got then, in was the automatic qualifiers. Right, and you, and I would I would argue that my least favorite player on this entire list is Wyndham Clark. Yeah, he's a grinder. Am I, am I wrong? Huh? He's a grinder. Sure. Hits it a yeah, mile. I mean, Didn't I Keegan it. Bradley just go to the live? No. Okay. I did see John Rom quote where he said Phil Mickelson told him you have no reason to play on live, so don't even bother trying. <laughs> he's like, you have no reason to. Like, So, I mean, at least Phil's telling some players to not. Yep. Maybe so, that's how he's getting to sleep these days. I mean, okay, Kepka so, needed to play basically one of the tour event to I mean, the automatic qualifier, which is crazy. Was it second in a win in majors? Mm-hmm. Shit, man. Like you look at Wyndham Clark's numbers and if I'm Keegan Bradley, I'm kind of upset, but, but that, no, I mean, Wyndham Clark I'm, won the U S open. Yeah, right. I get it. But I'm but you're looking at it, it's like, man, I'm pretty comparable. I just didn't win a major. Cause like Wyndham Clark, yeah. two wins, two wins, no runner-ups, eight top tens, which is a lot. Um, he made 25 cuts this year. 
That's insane. Wow. That's insane. You know, and he hit 14 top 25s, but and he only missed three cuts. Wasn't there was it Hovland and it. somebody else that didn't miss any cuts this year? Yeah, I don't think yeah, Hovland didn't. Uh, yeah, there was one other guy. They showed the stat. I didn't take a picture, yeah. but that's that's Millie Goat's purview. They would have that information. Oh, they're over here. Sam Burns won the match play event this year. Keegan Bradley has a unique hat game. Would that game translate to the Ryder Cup hats? See, oh, these yeah. are the hard hitting questions that well, those like guys Rory have. doesn't wear the team hats that. because they don't fit his head. He only wears the Nike hat. <laughs> So if they don't have the Nike branded hat, he doesn't wear them because they don't fit his head right. That's what he says. <laughs> I think he has some exclusive deal where he can't wear any other hat. Uh, yeah, probably. But that's what he always blames it on. Like the hats don't fit right. Yep, because they could uh, they could make him a custom Ryder Cup hat. I'm sure Nike could do it. But I mean, those Ryder Cup like licensing deals are crazy. Oh, I bet. Didn't Keegan Bradley used to wear used to wear a visor? Yeah. Wouldn't that explain his huge head too? Yeah. He used to everybody wore visors back in the day. Did you yep. wear a visor? Yeah, dude. Everybody wore oh visors. My God. In high school, like, that was the deal. Visors were big back did then. You yep. Did you wear a visor? Did you wear it backwards upside down? No. Ooh, bro. You wore the visors and Eric for sure did. Put them in your car no. and hung them on the rear view. <laughs> I can honestly I may have say, owned I can, a visor or two, but I wore them correctly. I can honestly say I have never once put a visor on my head. You should try it, man. It's life changing. Get a visor <laughs> and sunglasses going, get real redundancy. Smitty's like a bucket hat guy. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I wish I could be a bucket hat guy, but I look ridiculous. You gotta find the right one. Yep. That's the thing. Yeah, there's a lot of grinders out at out at Aaron Hills, you know, that are looping, you know, seven days a week, and they wear they wear those the bucket hats because they don't want their face, their neck, their ears, and all that shit to get scorched by the hundred degree heat and sun. So you know, you were bagging on the Fortnite last week. You know who's won the last two years, right? Max Homo. Oh, oh yeah, I guess he has. Oh, I wasn't bagging on it. What was I bagging an on angle there? Because you were saying JT's playing in the Fortnite. It's like, geez. Well, because when, okay, has he ever played in this tournament before? I think it's a pretty good tournament, actually. It's in Napa. That's like, I think this is the one Johnny Miller hosts. Man, Stuart Sink won in 2020. Get out of here with Kevin Stuart Sink won twice that year. Cam Champ before that. Kevin Stuart Sink won last year. Brendan Brendan Steele. No, Stuart, what, on tour? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he won twice with his son, Caddian. That's cool. Why can't I just see when his wins were? Stupid. Nah, that'd be. Oh, I think I can can look. Um, By season. He had no wins last year. He had had two top tens last year. He had two wins in 2020. Yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, he was dialed in. Fucking dialed in. <laughs> Fucking okay. Brennan Steele won this thing back to back. Who? Yeah, out of here. <laughs> Look at the this. List remember? Okay, so when, remember when? Players. Remember when Grio Grio won this year, right? Yeah. And 
the last time he had won was the Fortnet, I think, in 1516. Yeah, but they have a good field usually. It's been like a decade. Sang Moon Bay won in 1415. Who the yeah, hell is that? Yeah, but that guy. So Sang Moon Bay is like from Korea. Yeah. And the whole thing, he was like moving up close to like number one in the world. And he had to go for his Korean military duty because he didn't want a major. So if you're in Korea, you have like mandatory military service. Unless oh, yeah. you want a major or a We've gold medal. We've talked about this before. So you <laughs> We've have talked to about win. this before, yeah. You have to win a Unless gold medal. Unless you win a major or a gold medal. Yes, that's the only that way you get out you of out your of Yeah. That's why like the Olympics is such a huge deal for these Koreans. So that win didn't mean shit in 1415. <sighs> they don't care about the money. They don't care about <laughs> anything. It gets them out of military service. Yeah. Like, you see Walker way more Koreans in like the, the skiing and like the freestyle snowboard and stuff like that because – you got to look for a way out if you can get out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's why there's so many Koreans on the tour. And that, I mean, why wouldn't yeah. you? If you knew when you yeah. turned 24, you were going to have to go to the military, you would do all you could do to be an elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. That is a hell of a motivator. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the times we're in these days. Like, that's a huge motivator. Yeah. I would want to sign up. You don't want to sign up. I'd go out in the driveway and start shooting free throws right now if it could get me out of. I mean, if it was like that in the U.S., could you imagine what the U.S. Open qualifier, open qualifying <laughs> would be? There'd be one hundred and fifty thousand people playing. Every It'd be co- the longest week in golf. They just every play golfer golf in the country would be playing. Yeah, they'd have to. They'd have to have a couple other qualifiers. I would. I would say. Um, <laughs> we won't know the field for this until next week, but I'm guessing there's quite a few guys playing in it. This is the first event. You got to play the fall events to rack up some cash. Yeah. So that's where these guys that are either up and comers or they're the guys who are just teetering right there this last year. Those are the guys that, you know, it's like, well, we need to, we need to really gear up here. And I mean, that's, that's what Max Homa did the last couple of years. Yeah. Cause those are the storm through all that stuff. Those are the first events too, where the guys that graduate web can play. I saw Chris Goddard up, made it out of the web qualifying. Did he? Yeah. God, he's on tour. You'll just, you'll be all over that guy all the time. Uh, so anyways, last week at the Oklahoma, Ova, Max McGreevy lost on the last hole to Blaine Hale, who was like his college teammate. Oh. Blaine Hale birdies the last oh. hole to win. So uh, I think uh, Austin Eckro was like seven shots back. He was tied for the lead for a while. And then. So a 17-year-old senior in high school in Edmond, Oklahoma, shoots 59 round two. Whoa. 59. Yeah, course record. 17 (laughs) years old. Craziness. And he'll never shoot a 59 again Mm. in his life. No. But at least it's a matter of public record. According to the guy at the OGA, this kid's like elite. He's going to Florida to play, but he... Every junior tournament, he said he'll have streaks where he birdies like seven, eight, nine holes in a row. Can we bet on this kid? We will be able to when he gets on tour. Nice. What about what about the guy, uh, the cross-handed guy that was on the Corn Ferry that made it to the Corn Ferry? Oh yeah, is he going to be on from tour? OU? Yeah, Patrick Welch. Yeah, uh, I think he's in the Web Finals right now. Makes me cringe. When he swings and I'm like, I don't understand. And you're just so good at golf. Yeah. It's 
All you have to do is get it back to squared impact. Yeah, and you see the way that his body moves before he impacts, how he pulls everything back in. BJ that's Singh wild. was ch- chipping cross-handed this week. But that's chipping. I, I mean, he's same theory. Full, oh, man, that's crazy. One of my friends teaches for Jim McClain and said that if you have a kid that, like when they're younger and they do cross-handed, don't, don't change it. Just let them keep doing it because that's a comfortable motion for them. It's going to be easier for them to get better doing that than switching him to a regular. Really? But that Patrick Walsh kid wears two gloves too. I know. He's Tom Brady. It's crazy. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. Gloves. I mean. So yeah, let's see what happens to the Ryder Cup. Uh, the European picks, I think, are next week. Um, I was just trying to look and see, but I don't. they don't have their picks in yet. So I know this is a long ways out. We're still four months out, but I mean, I'm starting to get excited um, about this, even more excited about the TGL league. That's going to be happening. Just looking at, just looking at the players, you know, it's they're on their website. You look at the players and everything. It says 190 PGA tour wins, 28 major wins, um, 886 weeks at number, at number one. So then they have pictures of tiger, uh, Rory, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, who doesn't fit in with these dudes at all. Uh, Justin Rose, Xander Schauffele, Max Homa, Adam Scott, Billy Horschel. Like, who the hell is Matt Fitzpatrick going to hang out with? His brother? (laughs) Under the teams, there's three teams listed. There's like LA Golf Club, Boston, and Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to be in teams. I think it's teams of three or teams of four. It's pretty sick how they have the player details and it like shows it says something like cool about them. TGL like, Atlanta. Oh, that's the events they're having. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the team things are sick. Like the LA Golf Club one looks like a cover of a NWA album. <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking on it right now. Oh, it does. <laughs> that's cool. Well, it should be that. I like that they're not. It's not live like where it's last minute. Let's throw it together. They're drawing oh, this thing out because they want it to be perfect. And the one for the one for Boston is just the skyline of Boston. That's pretty sick. Yeah, Dude, it's going to be awesome. I love Boston. Atlanta. What's Atlanta look like? Oh yeah, it's obviously got to be red. Should have uh, should have Welcome to Atlanta playing when I click on it. Yep, come on. It's going to be cool. Three, six, nine. So 12 guys. That's all there's going to be. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. It's, it's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be cool as hell. I think Fitzpatrick's one of those like low key guys that talks trash, but you don't see it. Yeah. Millie goes I would look at him. There... I would look at him and be like, are you serious, bro? <laughs> what? Is there any way we could get uh cam Smith as an honorary Europe player? Smith's not playing because he's a live player. Up. I think uh, Rory's yeah. going to do all he can do to keep the live guys off. Yeah, for sure. Like Rory is not having any of that. Without- and if you look at their, <laughs> if you look at their team Europe rankings, like they've got enough tour guys that are playing really well to make a good team. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm ready. As oh. am I. I love how you uh, like on the iPhone when you just like flick down and it shows like series suggestions. Like sportsbook draft DraftKings sportsbook and casino is never on there as one of my suggestions except for Tuesdays. 
<laughs> Always it knows, Tuesday nights at this time. It knows like what I'm doing. It's learning your habits. Yep. Scary. When you Which I think we have a we have a congratulations um to to our and a shout out here for for Eric. Um he's finally he's finally on the uh the iPhone train here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I made the switch. He's made it. No longer has all my a friends are very happy about the uh the blue messages, which just confirms my theory that it is a cult. Hey, the way I'm being love bombed and group messaging is the worst, though. Group messaging is the worst sometimes, though, when you have multiple people in a group message that don't have iPhones. It's the worst. It's really bad on the Android end because you get a complete verbatim copy of the entire text message that just came through. Only it just says Smitty liked before. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. It's going to be a little cleaner for you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it well, should be good. Uh, when's the TGL start? It's like soon, isn't it? January. Not till January. Man. I know it's a long ways away. Oh, plus uh, I noticed when I was looking at Victor Hovland's bio, like he won Tigers tournament too in the Bahamas last year. So he technically won three, but it's an unofficial event. They have world ranking points, but it doesn't count towards your win total. It's not a PJ Tour sanctioned. And he's won that back-to-back against 15 of the other best players in the world. Because Tiger only invites like the Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup teams, and his buddies. So it's been smoking good political. players for a while. Well, it's Tiger; he can invite who he wants. It's his event. Yep. He only invites guys that he would probably invite to his house. Yeah, only or people that, I want to hang out with on an island, or that, or guys that have houses down there. Yep. Which will be yeah. cool because isn't Tiger and jordan building a golf course in the bahamas i know jordan's building a new course because he's tired of the traffic or whatever i don't know i i, I don't know with this three billion dollar deal that he got selling his basketball team it's not a bad three billion doing pretty good yeah but i don't know that uh that he bought for what 55 million or something but did isn't there something like suspicious about that deal though about selling the team yeah, with him and some other businessmen out there that uh, kind of duped him a little bit. Into and buying it? No, into he ended up losing some losing some assets and some money and uh, basically was forced to sell the team because I don't think he originally wanted to sell the team. Oh, I don't think he's hurting for money. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you take, you take some billion-dollar hits, that's... Uh, as long as you can build a golf course just because you feel like it, you're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to clip I, 200 mil a year for off of Nike. I'm building a golf course out in my, my front yard with my son. Nice. He's, our, he's digging holes like crazy. So obviously I'm <laughs> in the same tax bracket as Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nobody's in that tax bracket. Dude. Nope. That guy owns continents. But, you know, before we get out of here, like – can I just say the fact that we, I mean, we, the books are really lucky that the season's over. That we're blue collar guys. And we, because we can't this, 10,000. No shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, we, we ended it with a storm and we were, we were all over the tour championship like crazy. Like the, the yeah. entire FedEx Cup championship, all the way to the tour championship, we were all over it like, like crazy, man. And we, um, yep. We just need you to get, we need everybody that's listening to tell their friends that, Hey, you need to start listening yeah. to the show because we're, um, that's we're doing two some highly profitable here. seasons in a row. 
Yeah. Like what did it, do you have uh, the spreadsheet like how we did over the yeah I was just looking to see I was just looking to see how many wins we had. I was pretty cold this in the middle of the season. I won't lie. We had a little stretch there. Yeah, One, we did. Two that happened. Three. Three winners. I got like a tab for each one. Four, five, six. Yeah, and you're getting 12 to 15 to one was 75 yep. to one. Yeah. I mean, seven. You're well in the black. The seven. Yeah, the, the Lucas Glover one that, that Adam hits. Like eight. That was, yeah, 7,500 to one. That was insane. <laughs> 10. Uh, Wait, didn't you have a three eleven wins? Top well, how many wins? Early? Eleven wins. Nice. No, I think the three hundred one was the one we missed out on, right? Mm. I don't know. Um, it was Michael Block. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was that yeah. Was that was big... three hundred to one. I can't believe that. I know, and we were talking, and you you Did were I like talking that up like crazy. <laughs> I remember the week before and then it actually happens like what? Yeah, What's happening? Like, oh yeah, are- it was three. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, he was I had him he was. I did. I picked him as one of the PGA pros. Yeah. To get a top 20 at 300 to 1 and he paid off. Yep. $5 equals 1500. Yep. That's solid. Not bad. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's not an so, exclusive club. You can tell And we also friend, had Brooks at 2000 at 20 to 1 for that win. So fucking listen to the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had a lot of long shot victories. With that. A lot of long shots. Millie goats are giving us the lightning bolts, and a hundred percent agree. That's listen uh, to the millie goats too. You want? Yeah, I mean that's, that's eleven. That's eleven wins just in the regular season. We don't even do like really any fall events. I mean, we post right. tweets, but officially, I think we had like twenty something events, and we got eleven winners. So. We're at at least a fifty percent return every year. Every year, yep. so I think we should probably keep it rolling. Make some fall picks. Producer Chris is on board. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts that we're like through season two of the show. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, we'll put them out throughout the fall for the people. No, yeah. not an actual show. Do we? Do we know how many? Picks. Do we? Do we know how many shows uh, we've we've put on so far? We have any I idea there? I don't see a number in the corner. It's got to be closer to uh, f- like 40, right? Probably. Oh, producer Chris is on it. He's going to get us the figures. If only, like could, if only I could read. If only I could talk like Theo Vaughn right now and be like, and just be like how he talk. <laughs> 39. And he says some 39. thing to look up. So of 39 events, we've picked like 20 something winners. Jesus. Yeah. I mean. It's wild. It's wild. I didn't have to make a deposit all football season last year. Yeah. I'm not great at betting on football. So we picked <laughs> 11. We picked 11 winners starting at Riviera, which is basically just before the the play three events before the the players. So mm-hmm. April or March. That's a pretty good return. Yeah. yeah. That's a good time. That's a good summer right there. That's a great show. That's a great season. You will still hear from us on the internets. I'm sure these guys will post little uh, little minute videos telling you yeah. who's going to win and so forth. But until then, tell your friend, at least one friend. 
Everybody, that's your that's your assignment for next season. Bring at least one friend, two if you can. Thank you, everybody, for listening, watching, tuning in, however you're consuming it. Subscribe wherever you are, and uh, we'll see you right back here next time for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. Just give me one of those big checks. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.